live in the San Francisco Bay Area. Joe lives in LA. Uh, each week we call it one another and we just catch up. <laughs> that is the worst joke I've ever made. Sit on this crucifix <laughs> and you're like, oh my gosh, this. Stop, stop, stop. Ow! Yeah, I went there, Mike. I went there, motherfucker. Hey, Joey. Hi, Mike. Hey, Joey. Hi, Mike. No one would ever go to this what? many sex-sounding gay bars. Down a spiral staircase? With a <laughs> dancing monkey? Seriously. <laughs> Did you buy dog Viagra? Joey, it was nice catching up with you. Go, go to hell, Mike. Hey, Joey. Hello, Mike Lawson. And hello to everybody listening. My name's Mike. That's Joe. I live in the San Francisco Bay Area. Joe lives in L.A. We've been friends for over a decade, and each week we just call one another and we catch up. Yes, we do, Mike Lawson. <laughs> yes, we do. How are you, Joey? I'm sick, by the way. I don't know if you could tell. You don't sound that different. Oh, good. It, I'm, I'm like on the, the, end, the tail end of a sickness. I had a cold. We're recording on a Monday morning, by the way. Yeah, President's you, Day. President's Day. Did you have breakfast? Um, I don't nor I I drink V eight in the morning. That's what? like my thing. <laughs> Are you nineteen seventy six as a person? Yes. I've never heard of anybody. Like, I've heard people like like oh, I'm gonna make a Bloody Mary, so I'm gonna pour some V eight in there. But I've never heard of anybody saying I'm just gonna drink a V eight. It's kind of a new thing, but um, for a couple months now, I've been drinking V eight every morning. Mm. Are you gonna drink some Tab soda? Later? Uh, maybe, if I oh. could get my hands on some. But how are you? I went to breakfast with my parents yesterday. Mm-hmm. And we had breakfast, whatever. And at the end, my mom goes, we were at a Mexican restaurant. <laughs> Avi. And she goes, uh, to my, she goes to my dad, do you want to split an order of churros? And he goes, okay. Mm-hmm. So she goes, uh, waitress, one order of churros, please. We're going to split it. And the waitress is like, okay. Chit chat. Waitress comes back. I think my mom just thought it was like one churro. Mm-hmm. It was two churros. Okay. Why does she cut them both in half? <laughs> well, because you're splitting it. So. She's splitting it. Yeah. So she cut them both in half. Well, did she offer you some? So maybe she thought like I'll split it. She knew, and... she knew I didn't want any, but I was just like, <laughs> "What's going?" My dad was like, "I could have just taken one. What are you doing?" You know. <laughs> Uh-huh. Oh, I didn't know. I was just thinking. I wasn't thinking. There's always an excuse. Anyway, what's going on with you? How was your Valentine's well, Day? I had a good Valentine's Day, really good uh, Valentine's Day. But I did catch this cold. It started last Tuesday, just kind of the day after we recorded our last episode. And I'm doing better. I'm going to probably be coughing a little bit here and there. I actually feel fine. I'm just really congested. You know how, like, the tail end of a cold, you're just, like, spitting and snotting everything out so on tuesday night though joey i felt so crummy and i wanted like a really good sleep before work are you doing just doing vestiges now from like old the from old time like who says crummy wait i say that all the time that you feel crummy yeah i use crummy okay so so i felt crummy um say what's the big idea And I was like, say, what's a big idea? (laughs) And I told Steve on Valentine's Day, he's the cat's pajamas. (laughs) He's a tall drink of water. Yeah. So um, I wanted to sleep really well so that I could have a good day at work Wednesday because I had a lot to do. So basically I overdosed. I had a little bit of Mucinex syrup. So I like took some Mucinex. And then I had an Alka-Seltzer cold nighttime tab thingy. So I had that. And then... It was like 8 o'clock, and I was like, God, it would be great if I could go to bed right now and just sleep all night. I probably would feel great tomorrow. So then I took two NyQuil gel caps before bed. Bad thinking there. I was out. I I slept all night. Yeah. Joe, I couldn't wake up. Mm -hmm. Like all day Wednesday, I was in just in a fog. And I went to dinner on Wednesday night, and I still felt sleepy. Like I, I took too much. And the problem is I always do this, like with cold medication. I'm not like addicted to sleep meds, but when I used to buy NyQuil like um, syrup, now I buy the gel caps, but I used to buy the syrup and I would just swig it straight from the bottle when I was sick and just like way overdo it. Do you ever do this? 
No, I'm I'm the opposite with like medicine. I'm like so anal about following the directions to the letter. Uh, I feel like the directions are like too conservative. So it's like two gel caps every ten hours, and that's for like people who are really sensitive to medication and also like really skinny and really short. And so I feel All like things that describe me. Yeah. <laughs> and so I feel like if I take it t- to the label, if I follow the label, then I'm, take it it's not to the label it's... one more time. You know that Eagle song? Huh? It's not going to be as effective. I feel like I need a little bit more than the label says. I think yeah. that's where I get in trouble. But I could actually even see you like not even using medication. Like you just suffer it out. I try to avoid medication because I read again. I read one of these articles online that says that the more you use it, the less effective it gets. So now I try and save it for when you really need it. Yeah. Um, right now, I'm not taking anything except for this non-drowsy Mucinex stuff to kind of help get rid of the congestion. Um, but I just feel like blah still, like just full of like snot and whatever. Like, I just keep coughing stuff up. So, should be a good audio for this. Yeah, it sounds great. <laughs> How are you? What's going on? Uh, yeah, I went to a Valentine's Day party on Saturday. I have this cousin, Natalie. She's a sister. <laughs> <laughs> but real quick, um, I was at I went to dinner with Steve, and he yeah. was talking about you, Joe. Yeah. And he, he, oh, wait, the story just got good. He was basically saying, like, I feel like he talks about his cousin on every episode. And I was like, yeah, I think they're, like, friends. Like, it's probably one of his closest friends, even though they're cousins. Mm-hmm. And he was like, how old's his cousin? And I started no, laughing. No, I started no. laughing. I was like, ah, that's funny. And he's like, wait, what? And I was like, are you being serious right now? <laughs> he had no idea that you do that line every episode. <laughs> And he goes, and does he have, is he married with kids? Does he have a wife? <laughs> is his cousin also gay? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, what, so what Mike's talking about is I have this cousin, Richard, who's a week younger than I am and gay. And Natalie is his sister. And I got a, a – she had a party for mostly single people, right? There was one married couple there, but mostly single people. Like, uh, Okay. So I go to this I – was, I was wishy-washy about whether I wanted to go. Valentine's Day doesn't really affect me. Mm-hmm. And so with that, by that logic, too, I'm like, ugh, do I really want to deal with it, right? But I was like, man, I'm not, I have nothing going on, so I'll go. Mm-hmm. So I go to this uh, Valentine's Day party, and it's really nice, actually. It's, it's a really good time. It's, it was really simple, just food and board games, right? But there was this um, – Oh, wait, excuse me. There were two married couples there. Because what happens is there, so there was this, like, by the way, everybody there was Mexican and Asian. Okay. Sounds great. And black. It was Mexican, Asian, and black, right? Yeah. Which was great because I was Richard and I, you know Richard, but Richard and I were just fucking shit talking white people like nobody's business. Oh, it had to do with the podcast because um, listener of the show, uh, Wes Stone had texted me or called me, I think it was text and said like, Oh, on your recent episode, uh, you said that it was a white person's party. What does that mean? Mm-hmm. I was like, no food. Mm-hmm. What are you talking about? Any other ethnicity, you show up to the house, they're going to stuff food in your face. Sure. Right. So that came up at the, um, somebody listens to the podcast, the party, and they brought that up and I go, Oh, it's funny. And we talked about it and we, it was funny because there was one white guy there. And when he'd walk in the room, we'd just shut up. Right. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And it was just like, like what white people go through every day, and um, except for Mike Lawson, and so, but this white guy was gay, and he was Mike Lawson, actually pretty cute. He was really cute, right? Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, look at the, look at that fine thing, right? Yeah. And I was like, whatever, right? And so I didn't really interact with him at the party, though. He was doing his thing, and and then now at the end of the party, and sitting down with some people, and he's. Literally just now aimlessly walking around. Okay? Okay. 
And he, I go, hey, Michael was his name. And I go, Michael, is everything cool? Are you okay? And he goes, yeah, yeah, I just, uh, I don't really have anywhere to sit and I don't know where to go. And I go, oh, sit down with us. Yeah, nobody's you know? sitting on my lap. Why don't you? <laughs> yeah, I know. My lap's open. No, there was a chair there. I go, sit down right here. It's, it's, you know, it's fine. We're all just talking. So he sits down and I go like, oh, so what do you do? And he goes, oh, um. No, I go, what do you, I, I was just saying. He's cute. So you're obviously like interested in every little nook and cranny of his life. Well, this comes back up, right? <laughs> this comes back up. And I'm like, so I'm just like, oh, what do you do? And Richard's sitting next to me. Richard's talking to somebody, talking to somebody about who knows what, right? Mm-hmm. And then he goes, oh, I'm a teacher. And yeah. it was like, Richard goes, what? Sure. Right? S- and, like similar interests. That's cool. Yeah. And then he I, he goes, yeah, I t- and long, I've been asking him, you know how I am, right? So I'm talking to him. Mm-hmm. And he goes, uh, yeah, I teach world history, blah, blah, blah. This is all coming from me talking to yeah. him. And finally, So uh, what are your thoughts on Magellan? Um, yeah, I really am. I'm like, oh, Magellan, right? Oh, did you know he was eaten by uh, cannibals? Uh-huh. And he's like, yeah. I go- this is actually a true story. It's one of the best jokes I've ever made ever when I was in fifth grade. Mm-hmm. I had read ahead because I was a big fucking nerd. Mm-hmm. And so the teacher was teaching about Magellan, and he goes, he's telling, you know, he's building the drama, and he goes, uh, 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 oh, then Magellan showed up in the Philippines. Does anybody know how the uh, Filipinos uh, welcomed Magellan? And I raised my hand. He goes, yes. I go, they had Magello. <laughs> oh man, that was. So funny. Anyway, so uh, those are the kind of killer jokes I tell yeah. on, on in my act. Anyway, so I'm talking to him, yada, yada. But yeah, you got, you got the right idea. You know how I am, right? Yeah. But what's funny, here's what's different, is he's talking and he's moving his hands. And I see he has a wedding ring on. Boo. Yeah. So um, here's the one thing I'll say about me as a queen, though. I saw that and I was like, boring. And yeah. I was like, oh, that's real cool. And I just like, t- I literally, like, I was actually kind of a dick. I like turned and just started talking back to the people that were I was talking to to begin with. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't matter. Richard didn't skip a beat. It doesn't make sense, though, because there's there will be like a straight guy working a fruit stand who's clearly straight and you have no chance. And you're like all into him. But this guy has a wedding ring, and you're like, hmm. Yeah, but if I get him to switch over, he's I'm not hurting a family or a married, you know, a wife or a husband. You know? So if the straight guy was married, you wouldn't be into it. No, not really. I don't buy it, but go on. Well, I, I lost interest in this queen once I saw the, the wedding ring. Yeah. So, but Richard, okay, took over for me, and Richard's like, oh, da, 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 and teacher, teacher, this, and teacher that, and you know, have you ditto, seen my Instagram? Yeah, ditto paper or some whatever. <laughs> <teacher's> <laughs> ditto <talking>. paper. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and because um, this is 1983. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you want a V8? <laughs> so, uh, so I'm talking, and then Richard uh, goes like, shh, to me. He goes, you're being real loud. What? And I was like, okay, queen, whatever. Yeah. I had I had like a couple glasses of wine. I will did say you anything. drive with Richard? No. Like, did you guys I, no, go no, no, together? No, 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 arrive no, no, together? No, 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 no. Good God, no. So then, uh, so then I've maybe been a little loud, right? And then finally Richard's like, I'm, I'm still talking. I'm like, whatever, queen. And then he, Richard goes, come on. And like grabs a guy and they go into like this corner and they just huddle together. And they're just like, psh, 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 psh. meanwhile, this guy's husband is like, kind of out of the side of his eye going what the fuck is going on in that corner right mm-hmm. and then richard just had him in the corner for like the rest of the night okay okay whatever that's richard's deal and it's innocent like they were just talking right yeah, they, 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 yeah okay so the next day i'm recapping with richard right and i go oh i saw that you uh had michael in the corner there for a big chunk of the night and he goes uh yeah we were talking about um this website where teachers can sell their uh, lesson plans. And he was mad because – it's like his Instagram. He was mad because Richard's made like $1, and this guy makes $200 a month. Okay. Selling his lesson plans. So he was talking to the guy about that. And they were just talking about teacher stuff. And then he goes – I go, oh. And he goes, well, I had to take him over there because you were being really aggressive and really – it was really embarrassing. And I was like, okay. Okay. And meanwhile, I was getting, I was feeling a little insecure about it. So I called my cousin who was there with me and he goes like, what are you talking about? You talked to him for like two seconds. You were fine. Mm-hmm. But I think Richard, I think Richard felt like, I think he was projecting. Oh, because then later I go, oh, well, you know, your sister and her lonely hearts party. It's not a lonely hearts party. 
And I go, isn't that what it said in the Facebook invite? And he goes, no. He said, sweetheart's party. And then he goes, I think, to be honest with you, I, th- I think you're projecting a little bit your loneliness onto this party. What? <laughs> yeah. And I was like, okay. That's when I was like, all right, I'm done with this for today. <laughs> I, I can't deal with this. Do you think that Richard was like into the married guy? Yes, for sure. Uh, he was super. Like, here's the deal. I've seen Richard doesn't talk to anybody, anybody, for that long. Any his family, he doesn't talk to anybody that long, right? They were like an hour huddled in the corner. Yeah, but right? they did have like parallel lives that they were comparing notes on. And he wants to make money. Yeah, selling but I could see, but a, but like there was a there was like the way the house is designed, there was like a general hanging out area, and they were isolated in like another like it was not another room, but like in a in a corner of the kitchen. Like he could have like if he was sitting down with him and like with the rest of the party, I would be like oh, okay, but he like pulled him aside to like a secluded corner. Huh. It was just look. I know my cousin. I know him very well. And he, that's the thing that frustrates me is he, he kind of – that's the thing with my thing with people. I actually don't care what people do, but just fucking own your shit, yeah. right? And if you don't own it, then that frustrates me. So I'm just like fucking own it. Just be like he was fucking cute and I was flirting with him, right? And I'm sure this guy was onto it, but that's sort of the safety net you have when you're married and if you're faithful is like mm-hmm. flirt away, queen. I'm yeah. still going home with that guy, right? Sure. Buy me a drink or two. I don't yeah. care. Go ahead, dummy. <laughs> Right. And so, but just fucking own it. Don't try and project it onto me that I was like, once I saw this queen was married, I was like, done. Yeah. Next topic. So anyway, what else is going on with you? Well, Joe, uh, you remember last week I talked about Sparrow Rose? Yes. So by the way, we raised over $27,000, which gave life to over 450 kids for a year. So if anybody heard me last week and then uh, donated a couple bucks, thank you. Um, it's super helpful. So the other day I was texting with Steve and he doesn't know the end of the story, by the way. He does listen. Um, so he's going to be hearing. Hi, Steve. He's going to be hearing it right now. But as you remember, I, I think you might remember, I don't technically work for the organization that was raising money for the Sparrow Rose campaign. Yeah. I'm kind of like a volunteer, but more like the organization I work for has volunteered my time. So I do it at work. So like the 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 my nonprofit donates my time, if that makes sense. Does it? Yes. Are you listening to me? I know I'm totally listening. You're totally texting. I am not texting at all, Mike Lawson. I am not putting down my phone right now because you <laughs> caught me. Anyway, okay? I was I'm totally one hundred percent listening. I was sort of venting to Steve the other day about the rate of donations, like comparing it to last year's rate of donations, and I was like, I'm afraid we're not gonna hit like the goals that we have, blah blah blah. What do and you care? Well, because I put all this time and effort into it. Like, I would like for it to be successful. Okay. Um, And also, it's saving the lives of children. What do you mean? Why would I care? Boring. So, I sent him this little graph that we were emailing around that shows, like, that we weren't on track to raise as much money as last year. And I told him it was disappointing, whatever. And Joey, he texts me and he was like, I just made a donation. And then, which is so sweet, right? $23,000. And then, Joey, he texts me a screenshot of the thank you page that comes up after the donation. Yeah. And it was a donation page for the nonprofit I work for. <gasps> Not for the nonprofit that's running Sparrow Rose. <laughs> so I'm like, thank you so much. That's so sweet. I didn't have the heart to say, mm, that's not the right organization. <laughs> what would you have done? I, I, first of all, he didn't, I don't know how much he donated. It could have been five bucks, right? So it's whatever. What, but what would you have done? I was afraid that if I said like – You go up uh, to the accountant and you go like, yeah, hi. Um, <laughs> did you get a donation from a guy named Steve? We kind of need that back. It's yeah. like an I Love Lucy episode. I was like trying to distract her from reading her email so yeah, that yeah. I could like go in and get it or something. Well, what you would do is you would dress up as a delivery man. Yeah. You know, like like with a big mustache and go like, hey there, Bob, how's it going? Just looking for oh. – and then like – and then when she turns around, you're like frantically digging through all the the, the letters of people donating. Or she like um, is in a hotel room and mm-hmm. someone comes in, they're like, room service? And she's like, I didn't order room service. Yeah. Meanwhile, I'm under the cart yeah. waiting to like, get into And then I'm, I'm pushing the cart in going like, oh, there must be some mistake and then like distracting her. Or you give her tickets to a fancy show at the local nightclub. Uh-huh. 
And then uh, there's some sort of elaborate – because she's like, well, I'm going to have all the donations in my purse and I'm going to take them in the morning to the bank. So while the show's going on where there's like elaborate machinations to try and get inside the purse, like you're like on a police – like I'm on a police system and I'm not pulling it right and you're flying all over yeah. the Tropicana like trying to get to the purse. And they're like, now for the final act. I didn't think we would make it all the way to the final act, but I have to get shot out of cannon. Yeah. But I'm like afraid of getting shot out of cannon. Yeah. But anyway, I didn't have the And then Steve heart. is like, oh, no, and like has his hands on his face. I didn't have the heart to tell him that. <laughs> I come in wearing suspenders. And the big guy, I'm like, I was walking through the park one day. What's, like, I'm so what's excited abnorm- to be in the show. What's abnormal about that? You I and know. suspenders singing a show tune is totally normal. Oh, that's, that part's not part of our, our joke. I was just okay. telling him I'm going to do that. <laughs> so I didn't have the heart to say, like, hey, this – because I felt like if I said uh, wrong organization, he would just make another donation. And it was so nice for him to do that, right? Thank you, Steve. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, the the money he donated will get put to good use. Yeah. It'll, it'll like, pay part of my salary. It'll pay the fee- <laughs> it'll pay the fees for when you guys do the wrong um, medical insurance. <laughs> and you have to switch over. Stop. All yeah. those late fees, and that will be covered. So what, what would you have done if you're in this exact same position as me? Mm, I would have said thank you and then never brought it up on the show. <laughs> okay, edit this out. <laughs> It's like me going to my next story. What's going on with you, Mike? So anyway, Mike, <laughs> did I tell you about this thing I did? Um. Anyway, Mike, uh, <laughs> last week I told you I was uh, going to hang out with what I find out is big friend of the show, big fan of the show, and former student Tommy Colton. Mm-hmm. Okay. Before I get to that, I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you a series of stories that seem not related at all to each other. Okay? But they are because the theme is I don't know what the fuck was going on with me this past week, but my I'm already usually an insecure person, but my levels of insecurity were through the fucking roof this week. I don't know what was going on. I don't know if it was my my, my male period, my male hormonal levels were off or whatever. But I was super, super insecure. And so that's what the theme of these stories is. So Tommy Colton, uh, we had agreed to meet up on uh, Tuesday. And um, here's how fucking old I am. Like, you know, I don't ever go to West Hollywood anymore. And so I just remember bars off the top of my head. And so Tommy Colton uh, lives in West Hollywood. So I had said, like, oh, hey, you know, I'm going to have dinner in L.A. and in, in Malibu, and then I'll meet up with you in West Hollywood. So um, I uh, – sorry. So I go, um, hey, let's meet up at 11, this nightclub that's on uh, Santa Monica Boulevard. It's a nice little nightclub to get a drink and talk. So he shows up, and he goes, like, there's no place called 11 here. It's called Flaming Saddles. This bar, 11 doesn't even exist anymore, okay. right? Yeah. So we go to this next door, this divey, gross gay bar called Trunks. Okay. Okay, so that's where we land up. But so I get there. Even though he's there before me, we actually walk in at the same time. And I haven't seen Tommy Colton in a while. I wouldn't say. It would be at least a couple of years, right? So I forgot how tall he was. Okay. Tommy Colton also works for uh, a big uh, Hollywood company, I'll say, right? So he's dressed in like a really nice suit. Yeah. And you're wearing a T-shirt with holes in it. Oh, I I look like (laughs) Chaz Bono who'd been painting all day. Right? I looked horrible. Right? Uh But, girl, I'm going to say this. Tommy Colton is very handsome. Okay. And so it was weird because he's very tall. Is he a ginger? He's like a strawberry ginger. Okay. Like he's, blondish. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so the so he's a strawberry blonde, really tall, striking, well-built man. I mean, there's no other way to put it. He's like a fucking just Yeah. Walking he, into a gay bar. Yeah, and so every fucking okay. gay head turned. It was yeah. like it was like it was like oh, bad roller. And like every <laughs> And like, Joe puts his hands up and he's like, "Hello, boys." <laughs> Hello world, Mama's here. And then, then like these, this brassy music played, and then I walked downstairs with a big feather hat yeah. on. 
Hello, Rudy. Well, hello, Harry. Tommy. And then all these like twinks like dancing. (laughs) It's so nice to have you back where you belong. (laughs) I left my credit card here. All I bought was a beer. <laughs> then somebody rang hotel charges to the tune of twelve hundred bucks. You know, like... <laughs> Such a stupid joke. <laughs> like nobody's gonna get that except for like musical theater queens. <laughs> Which is most of our audience. True. <laughs> so we're sitting there, we just have a really, really, really great conversation i thought it was gonna be like 45 minute get a drink girl i was there with him for over three hours and so afterwards you know i and i of course of course it's me just fucking running my mouth for three hours because you know what he's saying all the fucking right things mike lawson he's saying all the right things he knows how to fucking push Joe Batanz's brain buttons. Because like when we sat down, he was like, you know, it's so funny because I know you. But yet I feel really like weird because it's so I can't remember what to say. Like your voice is coming out of your mouth. And I I just listen to the show so much and I love it. And Ugh. like and I'm all like, uh-huh. <laughs> Go, like my elbows are on the bar. My, yeah. my chin your hands is resting. Are in your chin. Yeah. 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 Your chin is in your hands. Yeah, and he's like, yeah, and then he has all these questions about, like, because Mike, he's extremely smart. He went to Stanford and works for Tell really... me more about the Magic Castle, Joe. He didn't tell care about, about the Magic, magic. Castle. Tell no, no, no. comedy. No, he was telling me, like, tell me about podcasts. I'm not podcast, but tell me about your podcast. Like, so, and, like, he remembers, like, our show. So he'll be like, remember on episode 62? <laughs> you, um you, and you, your answer is no. From right yeah, there, you're like, mm-hmm, no. no. Are we on episode 62? What number are we on? <laughs> and then he's like, and then uh, you went to an IHOP, and remember they didn't have enough Splenda packets, and they only had 11? And I'm like, how do you fucking remember this fucking sh- show, right? Yeah. And so, of course, he's just like talking me up, and I'm all like, oh, yes. Oh, yes. It's, it is nice to get a drink with the little people now and then, you know? <laughs> so, of course, I just run my mouth for three hours. Yeah. And so at the end, he I even say, he goes like, give me a hug, Joe. Come on. I deserve a hug. And I give him a hug. He goes, give me another hug. And I give him another hug. And then I walk back to my car. And of course, the because end. I'm, I'm an insecure <laughs> asshole, right? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. The time between walking from trunks to my car, which is probably about an eighth of a mile. Okay. I was like, he hates me. Wait, Why? <laughs> Because I talk too much. And, of course, I went there and I uh, just fucking uh, dominated the conversation. He could have left at any time. You weren't, like, I know, but I'm like, I kept him there. And um, what an asshole I am, right? So then, you know, I go, you know what? Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to send him a text message. And I'm just going to write, hey, uh, had a great time hanging out. Uh, let's do it again sometime. Right. Oh, well, this is actually important to the story. So I guess I got to say this. So Tommy works for uh, a a Hollywood agency. Okay. Right. And he agreed to read a script I had written. Okay. Okay. With Shannon, a different script, a TV pilot. He goes, yeah, I'll I'll take a look at it. And I was like, yeah. And I go, I'll I'll contact you about this TV pilot, blah, 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 blah. And he goes, okay, great. No, no, no. Sorry. I just write that. Okay. Mike, no response. Oh God! Then the ne- then the next day, Joe is the worst with no responses. Yeah, I I'm the fucking worst, right? <laughs> yeah. Then the next day, he's plotting my murder. Then I, I then know that like, he wants to kill me. Yeah, but then the next day, the uh, next day, I'm like, okay, you know what? It was really late. Maybe he got home because he only lives down the street, you know. Yeah, yeah. So I think I texted when I got home. He but lives then down the, the street. The next day, he... I sent him another text. Was, no. that was like, if you don't want to be my friend, that's fine. But Mike, I did. <laughs> Oh, God. Not that. I didn't do that. I didn't do that. But you texted him again. I texted him more. Well, this is legit. I go, hey, I need your email address to send you the script. Right? No response. (gasps) Right? Yeah. He's like, Tommy Colton at hmail.com. And you're like, did you mean Gmail? And he's like, uh, no. Yeah. I'm at Tommy Tommy Colton at mail. You know, mail what? (laughs) Dot tree? (laughs) 
<laughs> There's nothing called dot tree. What are you talking about? Oh, uh, hmm. I'm at Tommy Colton at Tommy Colton dot biz. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. Anyway, so no response. I'm just fucking losing my goddamn mind, right? My goddamn mind. I'm losing it, right? But I don't say anything because I will say thank you, Marianne. Ugh. The one thing I'll say about Marianne is she taught me sort of to just be like, don't send a million text messages, right? <laughs> yeah. I think. Well, that the, the story doesn't end that way, actually. If you don't know, Marianne is the the person that Joe worships. It's his God. It's his religion. He is Wait. of the religion of Marianne Williamson. I seriously am. Anyway, so finally um, at night uh, – Tommy Colton texted me. He was like, oh, it's just a really crazy day. Sorry. Uh, Everyone's text patterns are different too. Like I yeah. feel I have certain friends in my life that if I text them and they don't text within like an hour, then it's like they're certainly ignoring. But then I have other friends that like I can text and I won't get a text back for a week. And that is like normal in their kind of the way their text pattern is. Well, Tommy does work. He has a very, very high stress job so once he told me i'm like oh that makes total fucking sense yeah you know that like of course he would be super busy and just can't be on his phone all day after going to kettlebell class and coffee with a friend yeah you know (laughs) yeah so anyway so there was that right then later in the week i said so i sent him the script and then on saturday Right before, right before the Valentine's Day party. By the way, if you want Joe to like lose his mind and murder people or himself, uh, ask for him to send you something that he's written and then never respond. <laughs> oh, Mike, oh my God, girl, you are so on the right track here. So yeah. now I send him this TV pilot, which to me, I'm not even joking. It's it's one of the few things that I've written that Shannon, I should say Shannon, and I have written that I'm like, this is us, right? Well, it could sure. be a more us. We actually, more, like I'm, see, look how I am now. That's how I talk about my writing, right? Mm-hmm. But it, I will say it's us. This captures us. It's a good snapshot of how we are as sure. writers. So this is important. And so we've, and by the way, this TV pilot, we've had other people read it. But here's the thing is they all know us really well, right? Mm-hmm. So I was anxious that even though I know Tommy, like, it was just another perspective because he works at an agency. Everybody else, too, that I uh, have given it to works on the creative side, either as an actor or director. Uh, they're on the creative side. It, it was interesting. I wanted someone who has an agency perspective to read it. Okay? Okay. I get an email on Saturday from Tommy. He read the script. Oh, good. So I read the email, and I'm like, he fucking hates it. He hates the fucking script. And the subject line is, this is so good. <laughs> I know. I know he hates the script. And I so I write him this, Mike, super long email. Super long email saying like, well, I don't really understand this part. And like, I'm super insecure now. And I'm like, and I'm like, and I don't understand this part. And then um, could you just tell me actually, did it read well? Like, they, okay, all these other things that you said, did it read well? Did you enjoy reading it? Did you laugh? Like, all, Mike, it's super crazy town, this email that I write. And I send yeah. it, right? And then I, I, and then I see Richard like an hour later. Yeah. And I tell him what happened. He goes, well, let me see the emails. And I go, okay. And he reads Tommy's email. And he goes, what are you talking what, about? What the fuck's the matter with you? Yeah. It's like totally like positive, well-balanced email. And, I, and he goes, and then you asked about like, how did it read? The last paragraph, he says, I really enjoyed reading this. I laughed. <laughs> like, like answered all your questions in the last paragraph. What is wrong with you? Yeah. And then I was like, oh, no, what's wrong with me? So then I sent Tommy Colton a text message. Oh, God. Stop. Stop, Joe. <laughs> so then I sent Tommy Colton a text message. And I'm like. Oh, my God. I understand if you don't want to be my friend anymore. Yes. I'm like, <laughs> Richard read the email. He told me I'm crazy, and I don't know why I wrote this, and oh, oh I'm God, so sorry. Joe. Just ignore that I wrote anything, right? I know. I don't know what's wrong with me, Mike Lawson. I don't know what's wrong with me. It was a very insecure week, Yeah. right? Okay. We're going to end that story now. But the next story is very short. That's the bulk of it, right? So then – oh, no, I still have to talk about Nick. Uh, okay. So then – uh, okay, I'm going to cut the podcast story very, very short. 
because um, that's not as interesting. Basically, there is, and you're gonna, because it's more of, it's, it's, you know what? I'm gonna save the podcast story for next week. Basically, there's this podcast I'm a big fanboy of. Oh right, yeah. And so I'm gonna wrap up actually the Tommy Colton story now. I'm a big fan of this podcast. They're in LA for the week. They're from New Zealand. Uh, it's called the worst idea of all time. I highly encourage everyone to listen to it. Uh, it's two New Zealand comedians, and every week they for a year they have watched and reviewed the movie Grown Ups Two. And uh, it's 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 a great podcast. Anyway, so they're in LA for the finale, and essentially, and you know, I'll just tack the story on next week. But I hung out with them last night. It was amazing. Okay. okay. The point is, though, as I'm driving home now, it's two in the morning. We hung out in West Hollywood. It's two in the morning. Tommy Colton calls me. Cool. And he goes, "Hello, Joe. What did you do to me? What did you do to me?" And I'm like, "What?" Does he talk like that? He was last night. And I go, what are you talking about? He goes, I've been to now Trunks again. I went to the <gasps> Abbey. I went to Here Bar. I went to Motherload. I went to Rage. I went to Mickey's. And oh, now my I'm, God. Oh, my now, God. All gay bars. Now I'm going into Flaming Saddles. Right? Okay. And he goes, and I'm with my gay roommate, Robert. And I'm with my girlfriend. And I caught your gay. Yeah, now you, I have your gay, right? Mm-hmm. He goes, talk to Robert. So I talked to Robert, and I was like, what is going on? And then Robert's a big hot mess. And he's like, oh, and then this queen's looking at me, and, nah, 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 and I don't know what's going on. Oh, my God, Tommy's making out with his girlfriend right there in the corner. Oh, God, we're going to go to And I'm like, it's fucking 2.30 in the morning on a Sunday night, and I'm talking to two drunk-ass 20 nothing year olds yeah, and some girl and I don't know what's going on. But anyway, so clearly he, and, and he, Rob, Robert was like, Tommy loves you. He loves you. Oh, by the way, Robert. Hi, Robert. Tommy turned Robert onto the show. He's a huge fan of the show. That's why. And that's so why he's like, Tommy to him, loves you. And you hang up the phone and you're like, Tommy fucking hates me. Mike Lawson. Joe. <laughs> Mike Lawson. Are you fucking a mind reader? No, I'm just kind of picking up the pattern of stupid that's happening. Yeah, because I'm like, well, he fucking hate. Like, why would he call me and say, what did you do to me? Right. But then and then and then Tommy calls back. Okay. And he goes, what did you tell? No, that's Robert. He goes, what did you tell Robert? And I go, I didn't. What? He goes, what did Robert tell you? I go, he didn't tell me shit. What are you talking about? And he goes, talk to Robert. Yeah. But then, of course, you know, usually again, back to the square one. I would usually be like, oh, God, these fucking t- dummies, right? Yeah. But then Robert's like, I love the show. <laughs> so you put it in park and yeah, you put and your feet like, uh-huh. up and you're like, uh-huh. I, I was walked into the house by that point. But I was like, uh-huh. He goes like, you and, you and your friend, Mike Lawson, you guys remind me so much of me and my gay best friend that I like listening to the show. Tommy and I always listen when we go to in and out And uh, it just reminds – it's just the kind of stuff that real gay guys talk about, you know? And so I really like – I think it's a really good show. And, blah, blah, blah. and I was just like, oh, really? Tell me more. Yeah. Four o'clock comes around and you're still on the phone. On episode 46, you talked about going to a lumber yard and you were going to build a tree house. And I'm like, uh-huh. Really? So, yeah. So, that was that. Okay. So, that – so, yes. I'm just a very insecure person. Now, let's have an update on comedian Nick. Remember, on Tuesday, I was supposed to – uh, have sex with him. Well, yeah. I did not. I ch- There's a couple reasons. And I, I'm going to confirm those reasons right now in a second. But one of them being that, like, uh, yes, look, everybody wants to get laid. But ultimately, he's kind of a gross person, right? And he wasn't good for me uh, before. And that like doesn't mean personality he's good for me now. gross. Personality gross. Personality sure. gross. And uh, it's not good for me mentally. Here's the thing is I actually lost quite a bit of weight uh, about five years ago. I gained it all back, but I lost quite a bit of weight. And one of the reasons was – and I think I talked about this in the show. I when you It makes you very vulnerable when you're losing weight. And I'm more mentally prepared for this now. But it's something that you know when you're fat, no one ever talks about your weight. So when you start losing weight, everybody wants to just talk about your weight and your body. Which what is you're doing. Which yeah. is something you're not used to talking about. So, But now I'm more mentally prepared. But he, Nick last time came at the time when I was losing weight. And, and so he sort of fucked with my head, right? I just don't think I'm in a place where I, I want to have that back in my life. So... 
Uh, but he's been blowing me up all fucking week. I blew him off on Tuesday, and then he was texting me last night uh, asking me what I was doing. So what I'm going to do, just to sort of give you a, a sense of what goes on here, is um, Mike Lawson, I sent you a couple of text message ones. Um, do you want to play Nick or do you want to play me? Um, Nick. Okay. Doesn't why don't matter. we? Why don't we start with the second one? Actually, I was okay. I was trying to. I wanted some friends to meet Nick. I had some friends who were big fans of Nick last night, and I want. They wanted to meet him. Okay. The people, the people from the podcast, wanted to meet him. The comedians, so they would want to meet Nick. And so I was trying to get him to come down to meet them. Right. Okay. So you're gonna start with his response. Uh, I'm pretty hungover. Let's try tomorrow. I'm possibly busy tomorrow, Tuesday. I have a window Tuesday. Well, then it probably won't work. Why don't we just play it by ear tonight? If I go to Barney's tonight, I'll let you know. And if you're down, you can swing by. Okay. I don't know if I come if I can come again today. C-U-M. I got drilled earlier. His dick wasn't as big as yours. This is disgusting, Joe. Okay, by the way. If somebody said to me, though, I got drilled earlier, I would yeah. be like, ew. I, I know I was grossed out. I wasn't going to Not interested in I'm not interested. talking to you anymore. Mike, I'm not interested at all. Not at all. Like, I'm telling you. like, Is he joking? Is That's like no, totally serious. No, no, the conversation. Ugh. I just gave you clips. He was telling me all about it. I'm I think vomit. It, okay. I know. It was so gross. I was like, why do you think I want to make a deposit in that cum bucket? Ugh. You know? Gross. Okay? Yeah. Okay. So now why don't we do now the uh, the other one? Okay. Okay. Um, so remember last week, uh, he didn't like the hair, my pubic hair. Yeah. In the picture. Okay. So he said, did you trim? Haha, <laughs> yes, the next day. Don't run too much. I like a gut resting on my back while I'm getting drilled. Uh, I'll be fine by Tuesday. I may not be your type in six months. Stay chubby. I like a belly and a big dick. I am acutely aware of that. Uh, you're adorable, but I'm sure you'll do fine without me in the pool. Ha ha ha. And you still got some time. Make the most of it. Ugh. I was trying to get him to come down to Barney's. Um... Okay, so are you going to meet up with him? No. No. But you're still no. talking to him. Well, because I was trying to get him to go to Barney's Beanery. Oh. <laughs> but uh, to meet those comics. But uh, it didn't happen. So, no, I have I have zero interest in this person. But I, do I wanted feel, to show how gross he is. I think this is disgusting. But I do feel there's a, there's a line you need to balance, like, or you need to figure out which weighs more. No pun intended. Like which side of the line? Because some sex with somebody who's familiar is healthy, but some sex with certain people from our past is not healthy, right? Yeah. So, like figuring out where the the healthiest place is. If if seeing him and like rehashing stuff is not healthy, then that's not okay. But if like it could be quick and you know, scratch and itch, then I think that Yeah, might but that's with it. somebody who's more um less mentally. baggage. Yeah. There's a lot of baggage with this one. Even if he even if it's not on his end, on my end there is. Mm-hmm. You know, it it fucks with me mentally. Sure. So not interested. So uh yeah. So and look, here's the thing is I will say that as I'm losing weight, there's a lot going on in uh emotionally with a bunch of things so like nick's not the only game in town yeah right so uh apple store nate is around and uh i'm also crushing on somebody somebody who listens he does listen to the show and does that make so then you talking about dirty text messages yeah but he knows something that was always weird to me like Mm -hmm. people i date listen and then i'm like how do you then talk about like a conversation you had on Grindr or whatever? Like it's well, luckily, I'm, I mean, I'm establishing ground rules from early on. Like this podcast, it's important that I remain completely honest on this podcast. So if if this early in the game, this person were he to like me back, uh, he knows that I have a crush on him. It's been discussed. I should uh, I should give him a name. Okay. Okay. Rod Kyle. Stop. So if so, Rod Kyle is listening. No. That's an awful name to give him. <laughs> Rod Kyle, you know, is he listens to the podcast, and so he knows the score. And if he were to like me back, he would know what the score is. And, and if he's unhappy, I trust me, he'll let you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Pretty soon, I'm like, 
Mike, we can't, we can't talk about Oreo cookies anymore. <laughs> we can't discuss any proper nouns that start yeah. with a vowel. Yeah, Rod Kyle doesn't <laughs> like them. So Rod Kyle, Rod Kyle knows the score. And so if Rod Kyle doesn't like me because of that, well, then it was never going to work out, right? So yeah. there's Apple Star Nate. There's Rod Kyle. There's um, Nick. Is That's why I'm like, Nick, That's I have options. And because I have options – uh, where to put my where to spend my emotional uh, romantic energy uh, Mr. Nick is not yeah. in that I think that. the argument though could be made that what you would spend on Mr. Nick is not romantic energy but like purely just getting some needs met that aren't exactly romantic but mm, I have I, a flashlight and a, yeah, a yeah, Helix yeah. subscription yeah and those don't make you feel shitty about yourself afterward as much no <laughs> they still do a little bit but not as much they don't make me feel shitty at all. Oh, I always feel bad afterwards. Do you really? A little bit, yeah. Well, it depends, but oh, yeah. the, Wait, this is very interesting. No, I'm just saying, like, after you do it, you're like, ugh. Oh, well, I again, I've said this on the show before. No one is more homophobic than I am after I come. Well, there's, like, different variations, too. Like, if I have, like, a 10-minute window and it's fast, usually that's not as bad. But if you spend, like, an hour doing it, usually, like find yourself just being like so gross looking for like something precise i don't know that's that's the problem with internet porn is like 90 percent of it is just finding the right porn yeah and then 10 percent is legitimately just masturbation but it's it's also like being so incredibly judgmental and disgusting while you're looking so you're like oh right. Ugh, that person's that wearing has, a sock yeah <laughs> this guy has a lisp you know or, what? i never thought about that that is so true. Yeah, it's gross. Mike, this is going to be a two-hour episode. No, we're almost done. Joey, uh, Mary Hartman, you might remember her. She's San mm-hmm. Francisco's most notorious traveler. Remember this lady? Yeah. She's on flights and whatever. Well, Mary Hartman, 63, was arrested this week after she reportedly sneaked onto a flight What's to Jacksonville. She sneaked onto a flight to Jacksonville, Florida. She made it to Jacksonville. She was arrested in Florida after she allegedly tried to check into an upscale hotel under someone else's name. Police say they found Hartman fast asleep inside her fancy hotel room that wasn't hers. So uh, this story blows my mind. The mere fact that Hartman made it past airport security once again concerns investigators and probably everyone else reading this story. This would be Hartman's 11th time sneaking on board a plane over the last year. Seven of those times occurred at uh, SFO. And she's actually made it to her destination a handful of times, including a stint in Phoenix. But beyond security, how is she getting onto the plane? Right, with no ticket. Yeah. I, I don't – it doesn't really say. But I think maybe they don't say because they don't want us to do it. Yeah, they must know more, yeah, because they would they were like, yeah. Uh, but – uh, San Mateo County District Attorney has tried working with Hartman, pushing for rehabilitation as opposed to jail time. But the DA now says that she's refusing to reform. And uh, Oh, really? The quote figure is, that out? The quote is, we've tried everything, including offering our hand to help her out. She doesn't want a hand. I think she just wants to fly. So her bond was set for $55,000, and her court date is March 5th. This blows my mind. Like, I can't bring, like hand lotion onto the the flight they stop mm-hmm. me but this woman with no ticket walks through security 11 times and gets on a plane seven times i don't know it's just ridiculous you know what they need to do what they need to put her on one of these malaysia airlines <laughs> why joe it'll stop the problem right there <laughs> we'll, <laughs> we'll never hear from her again that's awful <laughs> like, but like what it why I don't understand if she was wearing like if she was a different person. She's this old white lady, right? Yeah. I feel like if she was a different person doing this, she would be like. What do you mean different? Like like browner different. and of a different maybe a different religion. Oh yeah, for sure. My, and I'm not ashamed to say that I, I don't think it's right. But I I mean I I think I, again I think I've told this story in the show. I was on an air fl- an air an air flight. I was on a I was in a sky boat. Uh, I was in, in on a, on an airplane waiting for it to board, and they were like, uh, "Yeah, just two passengers haven't boarded yet. They checked in, but they haven't boarded." Uh, hold on, we're just gonna page them, and they're like, "Mr. and Mrs. Abdul Rahman, 
Mr. and Mrs. And I'm like, oh, fuck this shit, man. I am getting off this fucking flight. Right? Well, yeah. I just watched this this movie nonstop with Liam Neeson. Mm-hmm. Um, it's on HBO Go if you guys have it. Uh, thank you, Kathy Bacon, for your HBO Go, HBO Go access, by the way. Um, and Liam Neeson's in this movie where he's an air marshal. And you know someone on the plane is trying to take it down. And there's one Muslim guy wearing, like, a thing on his head. And you're like, they play with that. So they keep cutting to him, thinking that it's him. But it turns out he's a doctor and he's not actually involved. Wouldn't it be ready if they were really lazy writers? And the movie's, like, <laughs> five minutes long and it really is him? No, it's the, the lazy writers would still write an hour long movie, yeah. but it would just be everything you predicted it would happen. Yeah, like oh, it's clearly not him because it's so obvious that it's the guy with the the turban on, and at the end it's the guy with the turban on. Well, that would almost be brilliant because when the guy with the turban walked on, I was like, oh, there's a red herring, right? Yeah. yeah. So um, yeah, what's up? What's up in LA? Any people f- sneaking onto flights down there? close uh mike lawson a dumb customer freaked out because a supermarket was selling a frozen uh raccoon uh in temple city a supermarket has pulled frozen raccoons from their shelves after a complaint from a customer who's not used to saying meat with the head still on hold on uh, the Los Angeles County Health Department paid the Metro supermarket a visit on Tuesday after customer Christina Dow made the grim discovery that they sold whole frozen raccoons for nine ninety nine per pound. Oh, that's cheap. Yeah, that's a good price. <laughs> she even shot a video she uploaded to YouTube where she freaks out and calls the supermarket this sick ass fucking store. Is it like an exotic or what? Like what kind of store? Is this isn't like it's an Asian the, store the local believe, or whatever? It's a, it's a it definitely they don't say what ethnicity is, but it's definitely like an ethnic store. Okay. In fact, it, but here's what's funny. Oh no, it's called Metro Supermarket. But I guess they've sold it for years. Here's the thing: if you see the video, if you see the picture, it, it's really weird. It is gross. It's literally a dead raccoon in a bag. Yeah. Did you see the picture? Yeah. Here, here's the thing, though, Joey. Like, I think it is gross. No, but no, also, no. But I think it's with the store. I'm still siding with the store. I feel like, I, well, I'm not sure if I side with the store yet because I don't know the laws. But like, I think sour cream is disgusting to some people, and we, you know what I mean? We sell that, and that's fine. I think that the where the line is is like, is it legal? Like in the picture, it's like bloody and furry, and I don't know. And like the back has holes in it. I don't know if that's legal. That's not like the legal way we're allowed to sell meat. But I do feel like what we do with cows and pigs and all of that, that's disgusting. And we do it, but we have regulations. So if they're following the regulations, then fine. I think it's weird and gross, but I'm not about to like, well, I said weird, but like, I'm not about to judge it. Well, they like the package thing so that it's doesn't look like the thing that it came from anymore. True, true. So I think that's what's disturbing this woman is it's literally just a dead raccoon yeah. In a bag. So I guess the issue is like it doesn't appear to have gone through like the proper processing. Right? Yeah, but I think they're saying here, employees told the news station that raccoon is considered a delicacy in China, though they are likely referring to raccoon dogs, which are native to Asia and might be better known to Americans as tanukis. Why, why, I <laughs> well, I feel like if it's acceptable in their culture, cool, but like you still have to abide by the laws of selling meat in this country. If they're ve- yeah, I, th- country. I think they're doing an investigation, but they don't know if it's illegal or not they said the metro supermarket says has sold the meat for years but never had a problem until christina dow freaked out because it was her first time in an ethnic supermarket next time go to ralph's lady is what the author comments you know it's one of these things too is just because they're investigating somebody doesn't mean the person did something wrong right it could be that this woman made freaked out and now they have to open an investigation yeah so um i mean it's just one of these things well don't go to an asian supermarket where they're going to sell that kind of stuff yeah, shop exactly. somewhere else. That yeah. you're like, oh, that's gross. They sell raccoons there. You know, I'm not gonna go there. Which I don't even know what them selling raccoons will have to do with what you don't buy it. You don't. It's not like forcing you to buy the raccoon. Yeah. So yeah. weirdo. What else is going on in the Bay Area, Mike Lawson? Joey, a San Francisco woman was brutally attacked by a man that she claims has been stalking her for several months. Uh, according to police, this woman came face to face with her with her stalker. When she got off a muni bus and was confronted by the suspect near Glen Park, the man reportedly tried to talk to her when she pulled out her phone to call the cops, and this enraged him. 
So he rushed toward her, threw her to the ground, and began beating her up. And the victim screamed. And several witnesses ran over and tried to help her. And he was like, no, no, it's okay. She's my girlfriend. Which, I don't know why that makes it any I'm allowed to beat her up. She's my girlfriend. And so um, a few people followed him. And then the cops showed up and they pointed him out where he ran. And then he started to run. And then the cops caught him, whatever. The woman later told the cops that she had befriended this guy a few months ago after she met him on her way home just some guy on the street and they communicated every once in a while but after some time passed passed she started to get this bad vibe from him uh-huh. and according to the victim he would just randomly show up to meet her at the bus stop and insist on walking her home maybe he felt badly because of the last time they met so he wanted to tell her how insecure he was feeling about yeah. their last interaction <laughs> so their friendship started to de- deteriorate because of his bad behavior and the more she pulled away the more possessive and aggressive he got and eventually this whole thing happened so i i in my head i feel like we use the word stalker way more frequently than it actually happens yeah like this was actually a stalker uh, but I feel like a lot of time people say like, "Oh, he's stalking me," or yeah. it's almost like a joke. Like, I don't think it's a joke, and I, and I feel a lot of young gay men do it because I feel there is. This is my own personal opinion. This, these do not express the opinion of Mike Lawson, but I feel that with um, I can't speak for women either. I, just, I, I mostly see this in young gay men, even though I know there's some crazy girls who do this. I feel that there's some sort of cachet in having a stalker. Because yeah. it implies that you're worthy of being stalked. Sure. Well, I think that I, I agree with you. But I think a lot of times when people say like my stalker, they mean like someone who's a little more into me than I'm into them. Yes. And so they say the word stalker, not meaning actual stalker, but like meaning somebody who kind of gives me more attention than I give to them. Right. Yes. And sometimes you're right that like maybe that's not even true. Maybe someone they just say that because it does kind of elevate their position in this like relationship with some person that they have. Um, And I don't mean like relationship relationship, but just like the relations between two people, it kind of elevates them when they say like, Oh, my stalker, it automatically puts them above and then puts this person below. Right. I agree with you. Um, But this was like an actual stalker. Um, Have you ever had a stalker, Joe? Not just somebody who you use to elevate your position, but no, I've actually never, ever had a stalker. Uh, have you? No, I've certainly used the term to elevate my position. <laughs> like I've had people, and it's usually done in jest. I'm all, you know what I mean? Like I just said, like somebody who's kind of like a little more into communicating with me and I'm like clearly putting out signals that I'm not interested, not directly, but like the, 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 the uh, most normal people would be able to pick up on the signals, but. I've been in that position, but that normal people have picked up on the signals. I've, I've never had anyone who pushes it to the point where I'm like, okay, this is getting yeah. weird. Yeah. Meanwhile, uh, Tommy Tommy Colton is like, um, hello? I'd like to call into the show. I have a stalker. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he keeps sending me like scripts and like. Yeah. Uh, I, don't even, I, I, I don't even work for an agency. He just made that up. <laughs> Uh, um, what else he, is happening in LA? Mike Lawson, uh, a helpless woman, ends up with over 60 rabbits after they breed yeah. out of control. One woman learned the hard way about the saying, breed like rabbits. Authorities removed... Oh, <laughs> Authorities removed over 60 bunnies from a Santa Ana woman's home Tuesday night over concerns that she was hoarding animals. But she says the real problem is that the rabbits just multiplied out of control. Santa Ana police officers responded to a complaint that the woman was hoarding rabbits in the back of a garage in a home located on the 400 block of South Broadway, according to the city news service. However, the woman told authorities that she started out with just one bunny a few years ago. Wait. They don't just... How does she... She doesn't know how this works. Yeah. Wait. <laughs> They're not like the weebles in Star Trek. You don't just... Yeah. Like... <laughs> and then Lost... Con- I feel that it's not... We- you're going to... I don't know what the right term is. There's going to be nerd rage, ain't it? Yeah, I think it's tribble. Oh, they're Donna- not tribbles. Oh, what's a, what's, what's a weeble? I don't know. You got fucking Donna Sugars and Daniel Brewer. Donna doesn't listen. Oh, that's true. <laughs> Nerds, uh, send me an email. I'm at I'm yeah. Joe Batance at gmail.com. This is gonna be the this is gonna be the new you know what controversy. 
However, the woman told authorities that she started out with just one bunny a few years ago and then lost control of the situation. I'm not joking. Why do I imagine Kathy Bacon in this story? Look it, look it, look it, look it. Okay, you had one bunny who had babies, right? So at this time, you separate them. You give them away. You do something like that. You don't, You how do you lose control? It takes two bunnies to tango. <laughs> look, just call Elmer Fudd. <laughs> and say you have some presents for him. Uh, anyway, so by the time police arrived, they took, found over 60 of them. Yeah, when you get to 60, when you get to 10, there's a problem. Yeah. 10 of them in the garage were pregnant. 10 of the 60. That means their brothers and sisters were fucking. Oh, yeah. Bunnies do that. Oh, they do? Yeah. Uh, when they say having sex like rabbits, they mean like having sex with your siblings. That's oh what it, God, That's actually so, what it means. So gross. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so anyway, so, so, Mike, have you ever hoarded anything? Have you ever, um... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, what I have, you like, hoard? weird collections. Like so the I have nuns? My, I have my nun collection. I have a collection of, um, like, these glass bottles that I really like. I don't know why I have them. I just started, and I have two, so it's not really a collection yet. But this, like, cafe, what's the, the little, like, espresso coffee cans? Cafe Busto or something like that. Mm -hmm. They're like yellow and red. Um, I'm collecting those and I don't know. I'm going to like maybe plant succulents in them or something when I get like 10 of them. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I don't know why I do it. I collect trash is what I collect. Yeah, I collect like like junk. Yeah, but like all the same thing. So I want like 10 of this one thing. I don't want like just any old coffee can. They have to Mm -hmm. match. I don't know. Bunnies are gross to me, though. Um, I dated a guy in Phoenix who had his roommate had a bunny, Bruce. And um, when I first met him, Bruce was, like, kept in, like, a corner of the – they had, like, cement floor in the kitchen, like, polished cement, right? Mm -hmm. And so they had it, like, caged off, but Bruce would just kick it in there. And then as I started going over, Bruce would, like, get run of the house. They would just let Bruce go anywhere. Mm -hmm. And the bunny creeped me out, but – the bunny would poop everywhere and like they're little just little like pellets and it's not like you know liquid shit but it's disgusting there would be like bunny poop everywhere and then the bunny used to chew um cords so he kept having in the time that he did him he bought two uh laptop chargers because the bunny kept chewing through it that's a problem Bunnies don't – bunnies give me the creep. Yeah, people, I think people think they're going to be super cute and just – but, yeah, I think there is something sort of creepy. But also, I don't like the way they're like – their cages or their little houses smell. Like that smell like sawdust and whatever. Well, that's usually because they put like wood chips down or something. Yeah. Yeah. And I also don't like holding them. Yeah. And you would think as a magician that I would have this affinity for rabbits and I'm not that kind of magician. Yeah. No. Not my thing. No. Um. So I, I would say this woman is nuts, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. I don't really hoard anything. I actually have to get rid of stuff. The closest thing is I collect magic memorabilia and magic posters. But luckily, that's so expensive that it prevents me from actually hoarding it. Yeah. You know? I'm I'm pretty good at getting rid of stuff. I think moving to a different state kind of helps you get rid of everything and being okay with it. I've done mm-hmm. that a couple of times. And so I don't have, like, tons of old stuff. It's Most of all of my weird collections are, like, more recent. The nuns are old, but everything else is newer. Hmm. What do you have going on next week, Mike Lawson? Um, just close to nothing. Um, I have... You know, a lot of work stuff. Next week is the Oscars next weekend, right? Uh, yes. Actually, help me decide something here. Are you doing something for the Oscars? Yeah, I'm going to a party, and I have to bring an Oscar-themed dish. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know what I'm going to bring. Like, um, I'm trying to see if there there were examples, but I can't find them. Bring like, ice and say it's from Frozen. Oh, wait, that was last year. It's not nominated for anything yeah, either. Yeah, yeah. Um, what are you doing for the Oscars? Anything? Well, I have no official plans, but, um, so remember a couple of years ago, uh, I have this gay cousin, Marcus, who, um, he's like the ideal gay. He's like super boring, but like has a husband and they have this fabulous house in Long Beach and they have fabulous friends and they're like ideal. They're like the gays on looking or something. Right. Yeah. He's a little older than me and Richard. And uh, they had a, a party, an Oscar party last year. I mean, a couple of years ago. I went with Shannon. And 
it was like professionally catered with like super fancy food, but like the people there were kind of boring, right? And then I was like, whatever, I don't need, I don't need this stuff anymore. Then the next year, I didn't get invited, <laughs> and of course, I had a fucking fit, right? I was like, oh my god, I was super insecure about it, right? Well, this year I got invited, and I'm like, I don't know if I want to go, hmm. but I'll probably go. I'm gonna go. So, Joey, the um, party I'm going to, it says um, everyone should bring. You each need the best of luck or a potluck. So bring a food item. Share the spirit of the wards. Um, may it be a nominated film, character, or actor for from the evening. So some Golden Globe hits were Grand Buddha Pesto Pizza, Mark Ruffalo Wings. Or, oh, I see. Or Pear Danes, which was a cocktail. Mm-hmm. And he says, we want to strategize for a full meal, Patrick Harris. So please post your dish below so that there won't be reboots. And then please come dress as a nominated film character. Or uh, actor. I would never. I'm out. If you aren't creative, in the very least, please come in fancy red carpet dress. Uh, I'm out. Bring Mike, $10 for the Oscar voting pool. Mike, I am on the fence about this party, and I don't even have to provide food or dress up. So you just saying those things, I'm out. So that's what I'm doing next week, um, next weekend. Um, I'm also potentially going to the zoo. Uh, me and Steve want to go to the zoo in San Francisco. So that's on the uh, the agenda. Anything else? Um, I Joey, I wanted to say we have a list, friend of the show, Jen Mandel, and she's going through some rough times. I just wanted to say hi to Jen Mandel. She reached out to us and said some really nice things to us. So I wanted to say hi to Jen Mandel and say thank you for emailing us and um, – Stay strong. Oh, I thought you were talking about uh, she was going to go to the Bay Area. You're going to hang out with her. I know. I'm, I feel. I feel bad for pushing that. No, I just wanted to say it. No. Oh. Hey, Jen Mendel, keep your chin up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what else? Anything else? Well, Mike, I referenced this earlier, but there's a podcast I've been uh, crushing on, and I've been binging it, actually. It's called The Worst Idea of All Time, as I explained. It's two New Zealand comics who, for the past year, have every week watched the film Grown Ups 2 and reviewed it afterwards. And it's basically – it's actually, believe it or not, it's very similar to Catching Up, except with actually a really good idea behind it. And (laughs) – um, no, but what I'm saying is like it, they don't actually re- – they do review it. I mean that's sort of the structure of the show. Mm-hmm. But it really is they bring in what's going on in their lives and and everything that's going on and, and they have little segments and uh, it's great. And so they're doing their live 50-second viewing in Los Angeles and I'm going with friend of the show and all-around train wreck Cameron. We are going to that viewing on Tuesday. Also, oh. uh, my cousin Richard uh, bought me tickets or bought us tickets a while ago. To go have a, a, a dinner at a pop-up uh, restaurant of this truck that he likes called Vaca Burger. Oh, cool. And so he bought those tickets, and so we're going to that, and it's his treat, and so I like that even better. That's what I'm doing. Cool. Well, it was nice catching up with you, Joey. Mike, I'm really concerned that you didn't really mean it when you said it was nice catching up with me. <laughs> Go to hell. Thank you for listening to another episode of Catching Up. Find a new episode each week at cupodcast.com, in iTunes, or in the Stitcher Smart Radio app. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash cupodcast. Follow us on Twitter at cupodcast. Email us at guys at cupodcast.com. Or call our listener line at 510-239-7798. Use action to defeat worry and fear. Do something to change what can be changed, and you'll no longer be afraid.